most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw on Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hey, everybody, welcome in. Another edition of King and Foster right here on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazaway in our studios in Farmington. The boys at home protecting themselves. We go to Terry first, who was in the last week here. I was happy to sit next to him. All of a sudden, he can't leave his house again now. What's up, T? <laughs> well, Dr. Fauci's at home on Tuesday, ah. so she doesn't want me to. I see. I think I can come in, I think I can come in on Thursday. Oh, that's good. You Make sure you ask Dr. Fauci before you come. I know, but she's really, she's been reading all this stuff. Yeah, and she I know. Did, like, she's not convinced there's going to be any sports this year. Right, she's probably right. Like and, yeah. She's probably right, man. She's probably right. We go out to Texas, uh, the hotbed for uh, Corona these days, or COVID. I'm not sure which right. one, Jimmy. But Jimmy King is out there anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's not a hotbed for either one. <laughs> okay, if so, you say so. I'm just letting you know that uh, I just got off the road and everybody is moseying around. Of course like they are. Down. Of course they're Texas. moseying around. Yeah, they don't care. That's why. That's why they're moseying. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with caring. Everybody's protected. They're wearing their masks and wearing okay, their gloves. Okay. Everybody is keeping their uh, the distance, the, the six feet social distancing. So I'm only joking. Uh, when you do go out, though, it's it it you know <clears throat> like at lunchtime. The line will be wrapped around the building because you can't go inside. You have to go through the drive-through. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're purchasing, say for instance, uh, some merchandise, some clothes, some shoes, or a shirt, or something, it's like a single line. The line stretches all the way down. Everybody got to sit, stay six feet apart. You got to wear a mask. So, even though people are moving around, um, it's you know it's a noticeable difference um, in 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 the way that people are interacting and moving hey guys i wanted to start the show off with you here i'll throw something out at you it's been a couple of days now but we'll go to nascar and you know they're playing they're back at it again they're doing without the fans but someone uh got in bubba wallace's garage uh nascar driver bubba wallace finds a noose in his driver's stall. What? Yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah. I know you've heard the story. No it was down. Way. It was down you in Alabama, in Talladega. You about uh, the kid that said that he want he he wasn't going to uh, race anymore because they won't allow him to to uh, to don the, the the Confederate flag. That kid? No, 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 no. 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 It's a black dude. It's a black dude. He he has Black Lives Matter on his car. Yes. Oh, and they put a noose in his hand. Oh, oh. Yeah, in his oh, garage. No. I'm surprised you didn't know this story, Jimmy. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I did hear about it. I didn't read it though. Well, it's been it's been pretty terrible, Terry. I'll let you fill him in and uh, you know take take it from here. Um, People think it's a hoax. Bubba Wallace. Yeah, I know. And that's that's the you know, I hate to say, it, but it, it's the, the white people who say there's no racism in this country. Um, I, I commented on it uh, the other day on Twitter and said this is a shame. Uh, you know why? You know why we still have to go through this in 2020, especially you know as we're trying to to wake everybody up. The very first tweet I got was, "It's a hoax." Yeah, well, this is just let all over again. And there's a bunch of people who believe that the driver is, is actually the one that did it. Oh, I'm not God. buying this. I think he's. He's much smarter than Jesse Smollett. In fact, 
when Jesse Smollett said his thing, I knew he wasn't telling the truth oh. because, uh, you know, some some dude with a MAGA hat at three in the morning is going to say, hey, aren't you that faggot that's on uh, Empire? A show that I'm sure they didn't even watch. It's, they Correct. don't even know who you are. So why did why did you come up with this? Uh, you're ruining it for everybody. Bubba Wallace, I believe. In Absolutely. fact, Bubba Wallace didn't find he didn't find the uh, Luke Noose. One of his uh, team members found it, right, and told him about it. So that's what happened, Jimmy. Well, the perception of NASCAR is that it is a uh, a, a Southern white uh, Confederate Dixie uh, land style. Um, party. When you go to those events, that is the narrative that you often hear. Um, when you look across the crowd, it's not diverse. You see a lot of support for the MAGA hats, the Confederate, um, and other um, separatist themes. So, you know, I'm not surprised. Um, I believe it. And in this climate that we are in right now, um, this is just another, you know, teaching point. This is another learning point. It's another talking point. It's something that, you know, it's a platform he has that he could stand on and, you know, merge with what the sentiment is across the country with, you know, Black Lives Matter and the sensitivity of uh, privileged white people. Well, this was the NASCAR sport that had banned the Confederate flag just a couple of weeks ago from any of its events and they're policing their people and people have been good that of getting in the races they are not bringing anything but outside i saw quite a number of confederate flags and i saw a bunch of belligerent idiot idiotic people people getting them on video i i swear i want to jump through these videos and just these are the people that you have to just they don't belong to even be living these people i i don't, I don't mean i i never seen it's so embarrassing to be. I, it's. I'm embarrassed to be a human. I really am. I say it, but I am. What yeah, a sin. For a five-year five period, I had to go to four NASCAR events a year, and for the most part, you know, everybody left me alone. Everything was cool, but when I saw the Confederate flag, I felt uneasy. And whoever was flying it, I wouldn't go into that area because I wasn't expecting the best. And then uh, the 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 person that was acting like an ass a lot of times in the crowd was always had that flag on his shirt. Now I've had a huge battle with Confederate flag people who tell me, oh, it's not racist, it's not anti-black, it's pro-American. Well, let, let me ask you, why do you fly the Confederate flag in Michigan? You know, the Confederate flag to me, I associate with the South. We had a civil war and that was the banner down there. We had the American flag on our side. Why are you so passionate about that damn flag up north? I, I never got <clears> that. I'll never get it. They were people that traded on their own country. <laughs> that's that's what it is. You, you don't right. even need to believe Black Lives Matter. It's just if you like the United States, these people were against you. So that's what I'm saying. What's the Right. So, you know. The, the real history, and again, it's, it's, it, it seems that, you know, people forget 
or try to rewrite or hope that you forget the history. And, um, and, and <clears throat> that's why it's important that what we're going through right now, the channels that we used in the six or that were used in the um, 60s and 70s, um, you know, we should be able to pull from it at the same time. Um, in order for us not to get back to this point where we're going to have a, a, a race war uh, in the future, you know, let's let's have a, a real change and reform in the way that things are done um, moving forward. So that's the challenge. It's not acknowledging anymore. It's been acknowledged before. But now it's about changing policies and making sure that people who do things who are um, racially insensitive need to be punished is is no longer intolerable. We're seeing that, you know, the more that is it's it's seemingly tolerable, um, people are acting out and it's getting more publicized. So I know it's more of us than them. So it's time for us to really grow some and step up and do something about it and not just talk about it. How about the state of Mississippi? Their flag, part of it, is the Confederate flag. Yeah, that's true. And then they tried to clean it up by just having an M on there that looked like the <laughs> Confederate flag. Yeah, that, that didn't fly. And, and you know, and, and the uh, Georgia state flag was like that, too. Part of it was like a Confederate-like flag on there. And that's why I had my walkout during the national anthem during the Super Bowl. But um, um, I think is. what's happening now are younger people get it. Younger people grew up on hip hop. They grew up on um, <clears throat> cross uh, pollinating uh, as far as culture. They get along better. My generation fucked it all up because you had, you know, we went through the 60s, we went through. Uh, you know, getting dogs sicked on us. You know, uh, I went through it, living in Detroit where you run into a white person, they brag, I haven't been downtown in 15 years. I'm not going down there either. You know, it was like a badge of honor. And we and we never understood each other's issues. We just bitched each other. My generation messed it all up. <clears throat> Hopefully, the younger generation, I think they get it now because they kind of have the same interest and i'm talking about white and black people that they're going to get it right and then my generation will um you know basically die out full of bigots and pissed off people and we never <clears throat> we just screamed at each other but we didn't listen to each other go ahead jim disappointing yeah I, I... I, I think that the younger generation, I agree with you, Terry. I think the younger generation um, has a different perspective from the point that their parents and their grandparents um, weren't, most weren't directly affected by the racial tension and um, slavery. This generation, the, uh, and I, I'm not, I don't like to call them minority, but the black generation is um you know it's a it's more liberal so the perspective is different the 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 white you know generation is a little different they're 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 removed from the uh the power structures that were designed um in the 40s 30s 40s and 50s um now it's a, it's a it's a 
It's an infrastructure. That's just a system. And so if the rules behind those systems that they can clearly see benefit others and uh, our group and, 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 and not another group, um, they're waking up to that. And so <clears throat> the combination of both hopefully will be able to birth something, um, you know, a new way in a, in a new system with new uh, tolerances and acceptance. And that's what I hope comes out of this, uh, starting with the youth. You're listening to King yeah. and Foster here, Tom Mazaway in our studios, Jimmy King, Terry Foster in their little boxes, as you could see. And uh, Jimmy, uh, Ole Miss, uh, would you have played for that school at all? Would you have given it a run? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> First of all, called Ole. I ain't playing no place called Ole nothing. You know, I'm not, I like Ole English, but I'm not playing for <laughs> Ole Miss. I did have a friend of mine who did um, uh, go to Ole Miss, uh, but I think he, he transferred. Well, I know he transferred. He ended up at Pacific uh, College, one of my old point guards, Mr. Walsh Jordan, who's actually from Detroit, but we grew up together here in Dallas. What, what, did you say, what was it like down there? What what, what? <laughs> so and, and I it's different now. Um it's more uh eclectic, you know, you you it's more diverse. But when we first moved down here, it was the country. I was just talking to my father about this on Father's Day. When we moved down here, Dallas, Plano area, north of Dallas, was the country. It was black, flatlands, farms, cows, horses. You could be driving, um, riding up the street pull up to a stoplight and look over and, and someone will be riding a horse full gallop. <laughs> and uh, you'll pull up to say like a bar or a store and they had hitching posts. So it was the wow. South For us coming from the Midwest and being, you know, how we were, it was a total culture shock. And me growing up here in the system, you know, there were some battles I had to fight just from the language barrier. Like for instance, they wanted to put me in special class because I had trouble understanding um, their uh, twang. So in a spelling test, right, me and my mother, we would study, you know, all week. Come Friday, spelling test, right? I'm doing good all week. But come Friday, <clears throat> say the word, for instance, the word would be stars, right? Stars. How do you spell stars? S T A R S. But she mm -hmm. was saying stairs. Oh God! So she was saying stars, stars. Really? <laughs> so I was spelled stars. I'll be dead. And so that was the, that was the that was the challenge that I had in the barrier growing up <laughs> was understanding that. And when you're not from here, they definitely let you know you're not from here. So we had some battles where, you know, culturally we're looking at horse riding, hitching posts, and you can imagine what else they were doing in those fields around here. But since then it's grown a lot. It's a big, huge metropolitan. And again, it's more diverse and eclectic, but it was, uh, it was really what you call and what is depicted in movies as the South. I bet. I was going to ask you, did, 
that you, did you know any brothers that went to Ole Miss, which you said you did? Why did they go there? Um, I think it was just a matter of, you know, at the end of the day, like I like, and that's why I always say, do you want me to look at it from the perspective as a player or parent or a consumer? You know, it, as a player, he just wanted to play. He felt like that was the best opportunity for him at that time. But obviously he didn't stay. So, uh, you know, from what I recollect and what I remember, it was just an opportunity. They uh, it wasn't necessarily the campus. I think it was the relationship that he felt that he had at the time with the with the coach and the coaching staff. And that was why he made that decision, because typically that's what it is. But once he got there, I think he realized where he was. And that wasn't like I said, he's from Detroit. He grew up in Dallas. So it was a culture shock for him. He ended up on the West Coast. I could I couldn't do it, man. I I couldn't do it because you know, <laughs> you know. Plus, it's the imagery, you know, like like I wouldn't feel comfortable, like you said, like when you walked into the NASCAR venues, you wouldn't vent, you wouldn't go over there if they were flying the flag. You left that alone. So right, if if you were at school, you know, you can imagine what the, what what <clears throat> the pictures and the pictures that they had names that they had in the buildings and pictures that they had. Yeah. I, that, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's psychological. And that's what people discount about this thing too, about the black community is that there's a lot of psychological damage that needs to be reversed because every image that you see is not of yourself. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's another, and plus, uh, another you know, for another day. And- I, I hate being around white folks who look down upon you. Like you're not as good, you're not as smart, you don't have as much to contribute as they do, and they give you that little look like you're lesser <laughs> than. And I know that had to be the case down at Ole Miss, man. <laughs> well, you know, it don't have to be Ole Miss. You get that, you get anywhere. Oh, you know, it's, you it's, can, it's great. I, you, um, flying up. Uh, last week uh, for my grandmother's uh, funeral, um, you know, the majority of passengers are not African-American or black. And me being, you know, I stick out, I'm tall. I look like a ball player, whatever. I get recognized, all that stuff, right? So it's 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 just a, 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 a situation that you just got to get, you know, you, you, you have to get used to. That's the you know you what I mean like they time? like huh how many times has an usually an older white woman walked up to you and said can you get my bags for me they they assume you're the bell hop um, check it out this is what I do this is why I always say right this is what captain right when I when I see those situations I just go ahead and 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 help her. Right. Old school. Right. He really. Why would why would I if I'm standing there and I have the physical power to help her lift the bag and put it up before she asks, I put it up. Like, for instance, and here's another last week in a flight, we're getting on the bus to go to the car rental place. And the lady got on the was trying to get on the bus, but she had a heavy bag. I didn't even look at her. I didn't say anything. I didn't ask her. I just picked up the bag and put it on the luggage and kept going. 
Okay, that's and, and, you know, time I, when they they assume that you're the bellhop. That pisses well, me off. <laughs> but what I'm saying is before they assume, I just grab it and put it on there. I'm just a nice guy. Before I don't even allow them to say thank you. <laughs> I already turned my back and I'm still moving before they even realize what happened. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. You're gonna have to uh no, you're gonna, really you have to bitch to someone else. It, suck. it happens. It does, it happens a lot where you might be in a store. And clearly, you're not someone who's stocking the shelves, and they'll ask you, you know, for some help or something. I, I just turn and look at them, and when I look at them, give them the look, and they realize what has just happened. That's satisfaction for me because it's it's just funny to see them squirm a little bit. That's funny. Hey, <laughs> fellas, I got something for you. What do you think happened today in history, 1963 in Detroit? 1963. Uh, June 23rd. I'll tell you. Right? You're not, not going to guess it. No, hitter. no, it's Martin Luther King, Dr. King. Oh, gave a speech. Led his march down Woodward Avenue today down Woodward. in yeah, 1963, right down wow. to Kobo, and he gave his I Have a Dream speech at Kobo wow. weeks before he gave wow. it in Washington, D.C. Right. In Washington, D.C., that's, that's right. right. That's right. About that. He did the warm up. He did. Mm-hmm. That's pretty we cool. were a test crowd. Right. <laughs> well, he knew he would get the right. best the most backing. Amen. Amen. Coming from the yeah, coming from the D and the support from the D. This is also the first place of the um the original mosque. Really? Detroit is historical in many fronts. People don't know. um, Why do you think, well, I won't say why, but there is a reason why there is the Joe Louis fist in the middle of Detroit. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, power to the people. Like, you, you don't get that type of support. You wouldn't have that here in Dallas. But Joe Lewis was uh he was the Motown. He was But you have there are um statues, there are museums, there are all different types of things that people aren't where it doesn't necessarily um you know, they don't necessarily have the statues of where they're from, but they're erected because of the things that they're did and they're meant to be remembered. But like I'm saying, down here in the South, you won't see a lot of black history. Growing up in school, we were taught Texas history. We were taught U.S. history. But we weren't taught a lot of Black history or Native American history. Um, a lot of this stuff was specific to this area and this ecosystem of what makes Texas the Lone Star State. It's a independent state. That's why <laughs> when you see things go across the country um uh say you know one side of the country or half of the country is split dallas usually does its own thing or texas usually does its own thing that's why you have to be careful about what they're pushing out here because dallas is an influential area texas is an influential area when they're talking about these hot spots and hot beds i'm here i'm on the ground it's all good don't believe the hype <laughs> right, but you know, we we weren't 
I, I grew up I grew up in predominantly black neighborhood. Do you know how many black male teachers I had my whole career? One. My whole history, um, school and high school. I had two. One was <laughs> Mr. Love, he was my teacher. Another one was Mr. Kearney. He was my second grade social studies teacher. Those are the only two black male teachers I had my whole life. And I went to school in Detroit. Detroit yeah. Public Schools. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. But but they didn't teach us about ourselves. For instance, um, Edison didn't invite, invite the uh, in, invent the uh, light bulb. It was a brother who did it. I forget right. his name. But they yeah, uh, Edison correct. gets it. Made the, uh, uh, the it was a Matthew Perry actually uh, made it to the North Pole first, but <laughs> and see, that's what I'm saying about again, you gotta be careful about how history is rewritten. <laughs> oh Jimmy, that's you guys are we, you guys are very funny. Hey, is the world <laughs> is the world still flat, Jimmy? The world has been flat, it will remain to be flat, it will be flat until it's no longer flat. Okay. And at that point, it may be something else. Hey. Hey, we'll talk again on uh, in a couple of days. You guys uh, stay well, all right? Stay healthy. Terry, I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. I'll be there. All right, guys. Another edition Thanks. of King and Foster in the books. Thanks to David and Angel behind the scenes. This is Tom Asaway, NRM Streamcast. Darren McCarty and friends coming up next right here on NRM.